Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake up call. Welcome back to another episode of the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. My name is Melissa Dealey, and I'm here today with Pramelia Parham. Welcome to the show, Pramelia. Oh, Melissa, thank you so much. I'm just so excited to be here on your show today. I'm very excited to have you, and I want to introduce you to the audience before we dive in. Pramelia is a teacher and practitioner of energy healing. She has studied and taught this healing modality for over 20 years. She is a certified body code and emotion code practitioner, offering emotional healing sessions to release unprocessed negative emotions from the subconscious. Through her company, Vibrational Healing, Pramelia provides body code healing sessions individual consultations and workshops, teaching strategies on how to increase energy, expand self-awareness, and be empowered to make positive and successful life changes. These sessions can be done in person or via the phone or Zoom. Pramelia has had great success working with adults, children, and animals by releasing unprocessed emotions for better health. And I absolutely love the work that you do. It's so in alignment with the work that I do. And this is something that is now really coming to the forefront and people are becoming more aware of that it is needed as part of the healing process. For so long, we just looked at you know, the physical symptoms and the healing, the physical body, and we weren't addressing healing the emotional body. And so I love that this is your area of work and your expertise, because it is so, so important. But before we dive into all of that, I would just love you to share your story. What led you to this? Because with every practitioner I've ever met, there's always a background story. (laughs) Always a background story. Yes. Uh, Well, about A little over 20 years ago, when uh, I was just not in a happy place, and I am usually a happy person, you've known me for a few years. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm not very gloomy and doomy. Um, And I just wasn't in a very happy place. And I thought, you know, um, I was, you know, in in a a relationship that wasn't great. Um, Financially, I was okay, I had a lovely home, and my children were just young, starting to grow up. And that was all good, but I inside was not happy. So I knew I needed to do what I needed to do was to change me or to look for a teacher or to look for modalities. I didn't even know the name of what modalities were back then. Right. Um, and very fortunately, I was introduced, you know, it, it just I truly believe this happens. Um, I was introduced to a woman who was teaching vibrational healing. Her company was called 
vibrational healings um, and color touch therapy, which mine, I shortened it just to vibrational healing. And she was, she was the first person that I met who actually gave me the language that I had always felt. I'd always felt vibration. I'd always known I, you know, maybe I'd been here before on this earth in this earth plane. And she was the one who taught me about past lifetime energy and realigning belief energy and all about vibration. So I ended up studying under her for eight years and had no clue at the time that it was going to turn into a company. She did, though. She predicted it. So I was living in Alberta at the time and then moving, moved, um, I call it back to Vancouver Island because I actually grew up here. And so when I was leaving, and I'm like, I'm going to so miss coming to your sessions. And she's like, you're going to do something. I went, excuse me, I'm going to what? But because I was so much more happy with myself and cheerful and joyful within that came out. So when I was working, I was working at a resort when I first moved um, back to Vancouver Island and my coworkers one night, they were like, what's up with you? Like, <laughs> you know, this happened with uh, one of our customers and you just calmed them all down. And one of our staff got all upset about something. And, and I went, well, I do an energy balance before I come to work. And I always work evenings because I worked in the dining room. And so um, they're like, you do a what? <laughs> and so really, literally, that's what happened. Just by talking to my coworkers at the time, they wanted to learn more. And I was like, oh, well, um, I guess this prediction is coming true. And I went back to um, Alberta for, for a vacation and met with my teacher and went, okay, what you said is happening. My coworkers want to know how to do all of this. And she just, I still remember this. She went to her credenza and she pulled out all these papers, photocopied them, gave them to me and said, there, now you've got four sessions. You can start. <laughs> so literally started to teach out of my dining room, uh, chakra balancing, realigning limiting beliefs, um, healing past lifetime energy. And then as that uh, progressed and I left the resort, started the company Vibrational Healing, and then got introduced to the emotion code and the body code. Um, so that was where how how that how that worked, and um, and I just love the work that I do. It's uh, I know you do similar work work with unconscious the unconscious, and it's so important. You're right. You know we were never taught. To, we were only taught that the conscious brain yes. was running the show, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and now that we know more about the unconscious and more and more um, this information is coming to sort of main, mainstream society, we realize that it's, you know, the unconscious is really 90 to 95% of what's going on with us. Absolutely. And there was so many nuggets that you said there. So I want to come back to a few of them. First of all, you mentioned that you weren't happy on the inside. Mm -hmm. And I just want to reiterate that point is that happiness truly does start on the inside. And sometimes we have to do the work to get there as you did. However, very often people will think that, oh, if I have this, I'll be happy. Or when I do this, I will be happy. And it's external based. And that simply isn't true. Happiness must come from the inside. And so for the listeners, if you aren't feeling happy on your inside and you know that in your core, start to get curious as to how you can shift that. 
and why you may not be happy on the inside and what's holding you back from happiness, because happiness truly is a choice. Although sometimes we need to do a little bit of work in order to have that choice be easier to wake up and choose to be happy each and every day. And so I think that's a really important point that you, you mentioned that it doesn't come from what we have. It comes from who we are. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, because I, I, I mentioned a little bit, you know, I had a lovely home. Mm -hmm. Um, I was financially secure. Um, I had on the outside people looking in what I thought, Oh, well, she's got it made. We had lovely trips. We went lots of places traveling, but I was, I was unhappy from the inside and I, and I knew enough. I had not really studied, but I read a lot to know that, if I was going to be happy, it wasn't, as you mentioned, it wasn't, it wasn't the external things that were making me happy because obviously they weren't. Um, So I had to look at what was going on inside me. And by doing that really helped shift a lot that was happening and my whole outlook on life and my positive vibrations that I learned about the law of attraction, you know, the vibrations you give out, the vibration you get back, the thoughts you think, (laughs) you know, so make sure the thoughts that you are thinking, they can come true. So make sure you're picking those good ones. Yeah, exactly. And reframing the negative ones, releasing them, saying cancel, cancel, cancel. And so much of the dialogue we have in our brain is in fact negative Hmm. and pulling us down instead of lifting us up. And it is getting to understand, okay, what is that internal program I'm running unconsciously, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is triggering all of that. And it's very often being run because the unconscious mind is keeping us safe and in our comfort zone. And it's patterning that we learned as a very young child, which may have served us then, but our inner five-year-old is not qualified to run our adult life. And that's where these problems can arise. And I will just add, sometimes there's physical components getting in the way. For instance, if our gut's unhappy, our body can't make our neurotransmitters, serotonin and dopamine, which are our feel-good and our motivation uh, neurotransmitters. And that can have an impact. If we're nutritionally deplete, we also can struggle to feel happy. So there are physical factors. Absolutely. Very often. I love what you said earlier about being curious. Mm -hmm. And um, that's one thing that I've always been. (laughs) I I say now, you know, what what you got in trouble for as a child is really your gift. So I was always getting in trouble for asking questions. I just think, you know, my parents didn't know how to answer me. (laughs) And also getting into trouble for being too sensitive. I was always too sensitive. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, you know, now I need to be sensitive for my clients. And being curious and asking questions um, has got me to where I am now in in my career and in my life. Um, So being curious, always be curious about what's going on. And especially if you're not, if if physically something's not right with your body, we're the only ones who know exactly what's right and wrong with our bodies, right? Because we're We're in them. In our bodies all our lives. And we know when things are right and when things aren't right. Absolutely. Yes. You know, very, very good point. The other thing that you mentioned was you went back to Alberta and you met up with your mentor and then she said, here's four lessons. So the eight years of study you had done previously, that 
was all the training that you needed to become a coach and mentor this. You just didn't realize that was your path yet. I just wanted to understand that correctly. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Um, And part of the study that we did with um, my teacher, um, I I have my certificate of Reiki 1, which I keep forgetting that I I actually have the Reiki 1 certification uh, because we did all of that in the classroom. And um, but again, you know, she taught me the language so that I could use the language about how I was now showing showing up in the world. And as as I mentioned, because I was internally really happy and grateful and and have always um, had a gratitude journal and believe in gratitude because it's a very high vibrational emotion. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, And so that was just that came out. That was that's what my coworkers saw Um, and they wanted they wanted some of it. And so I was very feel very blessed to have had my teacher in my life for those years and also the fact that she was and I had asked her you know um okay so uh, there's some cost for me to set up some workshops like that you know do we need a contract is it this is your um your intellectual property do we you know do uh, I'll I'll send you a percentage and she went Pamelia I just need people like you out there telling other people how to be happier and live a more fulfilled life so I feel so blessed that she gave me the gift of her, of all of her learnings that she had learned really herself just from her own life. Yeah. And that's beautiful. And I, I find that over and over again. And it's the purpose of this podcast is to get this information out so that people can come across it when the time is right for them and they're ready for it and be able to take the next steps on their healing journey. It's None of this holistic side of health is advertised on television or taught through our education system. And so people have to, unfortunately, go searching for it. Mm -hmm. And usually they do that when they're kind of fed up with mainstream medical, not giving them the answers they're looking for, and they know there must be something more. And so that's absolutely beautiful that her attitude is, I just want more people to know. She just wanted to spread the word. And most of her students, um, she doesn't isn't doing the work anymore because she's probably in her 90s now. Um, not that you can't still do the work in your right. 90s, but yeah. um, most of her students have gone on to be, you know, teachers. I know I've kept in touch with a, a few of them and a few people that we were all in the same classroom together. And absolutely. So her legacy is continuing. And that's beautiful. And you slowly through those first co-workers expressing interest in what you were doing and why not because people are attracted to happiness they want a little piece of that and especially if they know that they're not happy inside themselves like how do I get there and so that's literally just how you built your business is by showing up having done the work yourself exuberating happiness which I know you absolutely do and attracting people in and teaching them and to me, that's my purpose. <laughs> that's what I'm here on this earth for. Um, not didn't know that, um, you know, um, at first, um, you know, as we have different kinds of careers and do different different kinds of work. Um, but I believe I always have that 
inner ability to be happy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, my mother, I remember her telling me that um, even as a baby, people would stop the baby carriage and look at me. (laughs) I had this little round face. (laughs) And a big smile. (laughs) So it was, it was part of who I was, but you know, on our, our life journey, um, we do run into different situations that, can make us unhappy, like where I was over 20 years ago. And so that I needed to, I needed to find another way. And this is how it it evolved. It evolved to now for me to do the serving, which is exactly what I, um, I I offer every day on my yoga mat. uh, When I'm doing my yoga meditation is I'm here to serve. Who would you like me to, where would you like me to go? What would you like me to do? What would you like me to say? And to whom? So And that's beautiful. And you had to go through that experience yourself in order to be able to find your true purpose. And in finding your true purpose, you also found happiness. And I think that's true for many people as well. Absolutely. And you have to do your own work. Um, You know, it's not um, it's not going to show up unless, you know, you put in some of some of the work. And as you can see by my book bookcase, I have a lot of books that I read. I read a lot. Um, and and they're all on inspiration, uh, insp- how to be inspirational, how to lead for other people now that I'm in a leading position. But really, that was all the inner work that I was doing when I was studying under my teacher as well, learning how how I could how I can make a difference in the world as well as not just for myself, but for others. I love that. And so let's talk a little bit more about body code and dive into that modality. I would love for you to explain it. I haven't had anyone on the podcast before talking about this because of course I want you to. And so please share more so people understand what it is and, and how you work with them. All right. Thank you so much. So the body code, the emotion code is like the first level and then the body code Um, is the next level. So the emotion code is looking at emotions that could be trapped in the subconscious. The uh, process that we use, the protocol was created by Dr. Bradley Nelson. Mm -hmm. So anybody wants to know more, they can um, check him out, Dr. Bradley Nelson. He was a chiropractor for many years and very spiritual man, very connected to source energy. And he'd say to his wife, you know, my patients come and see me and I adjust them and they go away and then they keep coming back. So he had the the inspiration that it was more than just physical. It was right. emotional. Right. And so um, he created this chart of 60 trapped emotions. And he's such a brilliant man because he knew he wanted to train other practitioners. Uh, there's practitioners like myself all over the world. And he knew right. he wanted to train other people how to do it. So he took this chart of 60 trapped emotions And he put it in two columns and six rows. So each one of those blocks has five trapped emotions. So you don't have to go when you're trying to find what trapped emotion you need to release. You don't have to go through all 60 all the time. That would take a long time. (laughs) It would take a long time. The sessions would be more than just an hour. Yes. Um, So you just muscle test and ask, is it column A? Is it column B? Is it an even row? Is it an odd row? And then when whatever the yes is that you get, Um, that block has got five. And so it's easy to check to see which one. My intuition usually um, pops in anyway, now that I've been doing this for a number of years. um, I'm very, my intuition is, I call the intuition a muscle. So the more you use it, the more you have it. And so 
yeah, oftentimes I can, I know my intuition just goes to the trapped emotion that needs to be released. So that's the emotion code level, which you get certified by Dr. Bradley Nelson. It's an online course. And then the next level is the body code, which I just think is so cool because it's looking at everything that's going on in the body. All the systems, all the organs, all the glands, even the chakras, the meridians, um, the our electromagnetic field, like so many things that are ha- could be happening. So the session, the way the sessions go is that my clients will uh, identify something what they want to work on. So it could be physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, whatever they want to work on. So um, then we connect. It's a it's a, a group. Um, it's a group process. So it's the client me and the client subconscious and so the client the subconscious will lead us where we need to go Uh, with permission I ask my client if I can connect to their subconscious and then their subconscious leads us where we need to go in the body code um, program as well as um, the trapped emotions that need to be released now because of my previous energy work when I was introduced to this it just made perfect sense because there's three components to the session Number one, we ask to be connected to the client's subconscious. Now, as you know, our unconscious or subconscious knows everything that's going on with us. It's true (laughs) to who we are. Then to find out where, what in the program needs to be released or what trapped emotion needs to be released off that chart, we muscle test. So muscles, again, our muscles are very, very true to who we are. They're not going to lie. So people have probably seen the long, strong arm test or the sway test. I actually see people doing that in the grocery store. <laughs> you don't want to buy what's on that shelf. Right. Your body's telling you no. Yes. Don't um, override it. That's right. That's the other thing. I was just going to say the other thing that I've learned through this process is that when we do tap in and ask our unconscious mind, it's very important we follow through on the answers that are given versus overriding it consciously and doing something different. Because when we override and do something different, we break rapport with our unconscious mind. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Yeah. You just need to be, you need to let your unconscious subconscious mind lead you. And that's what we do in the, in, in, in the session. And then to release the trapped emotion. Now this is what's really cool is we have a magnet. You can use any, any kind of magnet at all. I have a little magnet bracelet I use. And because my client has given me permission to connect with them, whether it's over zoom or in person or over the phone, So I'm like their proxy. They've given me permission. So I'm doing the work. And so I just take my magnet, my little magnet, and I run it over my governing meridian because I'm doing the work Mm -hmm. as a proxy for the client. Now, what the magnetic quality of the magnet, you can use any magnet, like a fridge magnet, doesn't matter. Um, The magnetic quality connects to the electromagnetic field Mm -hmm. or our aura which is again, true to who we are. And it's stronger than the trapped emotion. So it releases the trapped emotion. Are you a practitioner or a coach listening to this? If so, I would love to ask you, do you use hypnotherapy in your practice working with clients? And if not, would you like to? The power of hypnotherapy is limitless. And so often we experience our clients struggling to reach their goals. It's because they're coming up against their own brick walls and getting stuck. 
that you can help them through the power of hypnosis break through all of that, working with their unconscious mind to put the suggestions in, to have them taking the action to achieve the results that they want. They are thrilled with your coaching techniques. They're getting the results they want. You feel amazing because you are helping your client get the results they want. It's a win-win. And another win is that it's an added revenue stream for you in your business. So if you like the feel of helping your clients get the results they want, if you like the sound of that, then definitely reach out Melissa at yourguidedhealthjourney.com or click the link tree link below for my unlimited power of hypnosis class to learn more. It's a weekend designation program that I teach valid in 42 countries. You write an exam after taking the experiential course and you can be admitted to the American Board of Hypnotherapy and start using hypnotherapy one-to-one with your clients and have them achieving the results they want. That's so powerful and so beautiful and so important because I just want to come back to how societally we are taught to stuff down our emotions and we have been ever since we were a young child, mm-hmm. you know, boys don't cry, be a big girl. Don't bring your troubles to school. Don't bring your troubles to work, etc., etc. And so it's just become a habit to squash our emotions and not feel them. And when we don't want to feel them, sometimes we go for a tub of ice cream or something else to make us feel good in the moment. But we know after we've done that, it never feels good. We have a tummy ache, the emotion comes back, and we can sometimes end up camping in it, literally. Yes. And this is such a powerful way to release all of that. Because once it's released, it's gone for good, right? You've Because you're going to that grid in your chart, like you're literally pulling the root And then that emotion's gone for good, the stuck emotion. It doesn't mean you won't ever feel an emotion again. We want you to feel your emotions. They're part of the natural process and their chemical reaction in the body. But all of the trapped emotions are gone for good. Correct? Well, I use the analogy of an onion. Okay. Because um, my sessions are around um, 45 minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we'll release up to 20 trapped emotions. Balls, think of a ball of negative energy. And so one of my teachings with my my teacher when I was training with her was be very careful about the your physical body and your energy body. We always we don't want them to be too out of alignment. We want them actually to be in alignment. Absolutely. Well, if you're gonna release 20 balls of negative energy in 45 minutes your physical body and your energy body is going to be out of alignment. And that is part of the process. Right. So I never rush anything. I, because of my past training as well, I've brought it to this training is I always ask the body of my client, are you ready to release more? And if they say no, if it says, if I get a no, um, then we don't do any more, depending on how long it could be 30 minutes, 45 minutes, could be an hour, could be an hour and a half sometimes, but You know, I'm always very cautious about connecting with my client's physical body. Now, that's why I use the the analogy of an onion, because oftentimes there are more trapped emotions and it could be the same emotion, but it, it, you've got to, you've got to release those surface ones to get down to what really, really needs to be released. Yeah. So 
So sometimes it will take more than one one session, obviously, right. to um, right. to clear them. And then right. I have a couple of clients who I have some packages. So I have a couple of clients, they sign up for my five package sessions, and they come back once a month for their maintenance, they call it. Right. So. Yes. Yes. And how powerful, though, that a lifetime of stuff down emotions can actually be released very quickly, comparatively, even if it takes a couple of sessions, when we work with the unconscious mind. Absolutely. And that can never happen when we're working with the conscious mind. And as you said earlier, the unconscious mind is 90 to 95% of our mind and therefore has access to so many more resources and is so much more powerful than our conscious mind. And yet we haven't been taught the tools through our education system to work with the unconscious mind, which is why someone needs a practitioner like yourself with your emotional code and your body code to do this work. Absolutely. And the other analogy I use is as an iceberg. So what's above the water is what's in your conscious mind and what's below the water is in your subconscious. Well, we all know what's way below the water on icebergs is much, much larger. So I like to use that as a picture. I I think in pictures too. So I like to use that as a picture for people. And just to let people know as well, your audience, there's different types of trapped emotions. Mm -hmm. So there can be preconception trapped emotions. There is one called prenatal, which means something was going on with your mother when she was pregnant with you and you got the trapped emotion. I never think that's fair, but that's one of the ones. It happens, yes. It happens. Um, And you can absorb trapped emotions from people. You can, um, uh, there's one one called um, where you inherit them. You can actually inherit them going Mm -hmm. back many generations. Mm -hmm. So if you think about how we're raised, my grandfather fought at Vimy Ridge right. in the First World War. You never talk, I mean, he never mentioned that. He never talked about that. I had to read the book, Vimy Ridge by Pierre Burton to understand, or Vimy, I think it was called, to understand what he went through right. because I was interested. You right. know, my father also was in the Second World War and what they call the Korean conflict. He went there right. twice. And my parents and my grandparents grew up through the Depression, Right. So there was a lot that as as children of those generations, mm-hmm. we have those emotions. Those emotions got passed on to us. Mm-hmm. And so we want to be able to find them and release them. There's another one called the heart wall. So our subconscious will unconscious will put up an invisible wall to really protect our heart. But if you get those emotions stuck in that heart wall, then you can have all sorts of issues with relationships and all different kinds of relationships. No, not just romantic ones and also success in life. You can, if you, so you, it's really important to find, I believe, of course, (laughs) as a body code practitioner um, that you find what those, what those emotions are and release them and find out, well, where did that come from? Is that one that I, I have had since, you know, um, since birth or did I inherit that or did I absorb it from somebody? So, yeah. So it's a very, very interesting modality. It's absolutely beautiful. And as you said earlier, I do very similar work. We get the same results. We're looking for the same results in, you know, different modalities. And Mm -hmm. that's the point of you showing up and 
living your purpose and me showing up and living my purpose and us having this conversation is to let people know that there's more than one way to heal. And as you said earlier, to get curious, where am I at in my life? Am I living my life to the fullest? Am I happy? And if I'm not, what can I do about that? And there's so many options today that weren't available 20 years ago. Oh, absolutely. We didn't have Zoom. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, that too. It would have been all in person. It would have been all in person. Yes. The understanding of the power of our unconscious mind has come so far in that time period. And as a result, these you know modalities have been developed. Um, how long ago was emotion code and body code developed? I know for timeline therapy that I use, that was really started in the 1990s or late 80s. Well, Dr. Bradley Nelson wrote his first book. It was published in 2007. Ah, okay. So he was definitely doing it before he he wrote that book. So I'd say, you know, the early 2000s. Right. Um, and and still a lot of people don't know about the emotion code or about the about the body code. Um and he's got some amazing um you can just when you if you google him um and pop on his website um and you can get his newsletter Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, uh, weekly in your inbox. Um, Very interesting. His books, he actually, in his book, books that he's written, he teaches you as the person reading the book, how to muscle test Mm -hmm. and how to release your own trapped emotions. So oftentimes it, um, I found even for myself, um, there's a young man that I like to I like to hire him to help me with my emotions because even though I can release my own, sometimes it, it's more effective when you have somebody else doing the releasing. It so. absolutely is because even with the power of our unconscious mind, it's hard to see your own stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right? You need that person working with you from the outside in order to, to draw it out. And so, yes, I fully understand that. And I do. I really love that all of this is coming into being more mainstream now and people are looking for this. Mm -hmm. And so having more conversations around it is so important because in, in my learning, I've really come to understand the power of healing all four bodies. We have four bodies and that's, I didn't know that when I was back in the corporate world, I just thought I had a physical body. Right. And then as I got into health and wellness and started learning more about this, realizing we do have an emotional body, a mental body and a spiritual body. And by the time we have symptoms of anything in our physical body, they've already moved through the other three bodies. Yes. So if we want lasting healing and lasting health, which who wouldn't, we have, you know, one time in this body on earth, right we want to live our longest life possible, we need to address it in the physical body and then ensure we're addressing it in the emotional body, in the mental body, in the spiritual body, so that whatever it is that's showing up doesn't come back. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I I think in your some of your some of your publications that you've done you you split the word and you call it dis-ease and that makes way more sense to me than just disease because we've grown up knowing the word disease but when you have dis-ease and you can you can actually um mentally hear and think about having dis-ease in your body so when you have that dis-ease of course it could over a period of time depending um if you don't do anything about it um create a very a, a, a very horrible disease 
um, that then I, you know, you may have sur- have to have surgery or whatever. We won't go into, mm-hmm. you know, the, all the different kinds there could possibly be. But something just recently that I have sort of got an aha moment over um, was the the new information that's been, been out. Um, and it, you may know it's not, it might not be that new, but I've just come across it recently, is how our gut health um it correlates to our mental health and our yes. and our, our brain health. Yes, absolutely. Um, with the, and I'm going to use the word pandemic mm-hmm. of um, Alzheimer's and yes. dementia that's going on in our society right now. That makes perfect sense to me. But we, I don't ever remember being, except listening to your podcast and reading your newsletter, talking about gut health only from a physical point of view. Okay, our gut should be should be healthy because we want to be healthy physically. Right. I haven't ever heard of the correlation to the brain health, and that makes perfect sense to me. Yes, and it's it is a very powerful connection through our vagus nerve. And when I first started learning this about seven years ago, my aha was we have more neurons lining our gut system than we actually do in our brain. Mm-hmm. And it comes back to what we were talking about earlier is the body's ability to make serotonin and dopamine, which are our motivation and our feel-good neurotransmitters. Well, 90% of serotonin is made in the gut. Yeah. yeah. So if our gut isn't healthy, it can't produce enough serotonin for us to feel happy. Exactly. There is a huge correlation there. And that's where, you know, this work that you do is so important. And just coming back to those trapped emotions that what I tell people, and this is um, it's proven is that those trapped emotions sitting in our body year after year, decade after decade become toxic. And so it further increases the toxic load on our body on top of the chemical toxins and the heavy metal toxins, et cetera, et cetera, creating inflammation and then triggering the switch to turn on the genes to a dis-ease that we are pre- uh, genetically predisposed to. Absolutely. And if, I'm an just going to show, this isn't my fancy chart, but this is yeah. the emotion code chart. Yes. So um, these are the two columns and the six rows. But as you can right. see, Dr. Bradley Nelson has actually assigned organs right. to the rows. Yes. So, and then the last row is glands. So yes. what that means is you could have, if, if those emotions are not released, mm-hmm. you're going to compromise those organs. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so it's really fascinating, all of the work that's coming to the forefront in this area from a myriad of different sources. I find it very exciting. I'm very excited that people get to learn. Um, I mean, you and I are in the health realm, so we are always studying and we're always reading. But for sort of mainstream society who doesn't know, even wouldn't even know where to go look for some of this material, um, it's making, I'm getting very, I get very excited when I know that more and more of this information is, is going, is, is available for people. Mm-hmm. And one of the things um, along those lines of the organs is look at type two diabetes. Mm -hmm. It's near epidemic. It used to be adult onset diabetes. Now it's been renamed type two diabetes because so many children are getting diagnosed with it. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And part of the cause of that, of course, is the sh- sugar in everything in the processed food. However, another piece of it is the emotions that yes. are stuffed down and being triggered by bitterness. Yeah. Stuffed yeah. down bitterness and having no joy in life. And that then manifests into type 2 diabetes. Absolutely. So that row two, that's got the spleen in the stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like helplessness. So if as a child, if you're feeling helpless, hopeless, you feel how you're out of lack of control. These are some of the emotions I'm just reading. If you have low self-esteem, that can impact your spleen and your stomach. Um, if you're worried, if you're anxious, everybody seems to be anxious these days. Right. So um, that can have an impact and that will definitely have an impact on your health. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I absolutely love all of this knowledge, all of the work that you're doing, because it is comparatively, as I said, a very short amount of time for someone to actually release all of this and move into that place of where they're in a position to be able to choose to be happy. And when we're happy, then we are able to find our purpose and serve from that place of high vibration and be able to help others. And so it's just beautiful work that you do. And thank Thank you you. so much for doing it. Now, I know you're very, very passionate about this work, but I'd also love to hear what else in your life are you passionate about? Uh, Well, I live on Vancouver Island. Um, Mm -hmm. For anybody who knows where that is, it's on the West Coast of Canada. Um, We uh, live in a small city called Parksville. So it's about halfway up the island. We're uh, like I'm a 20 minute walk from the beach. So I love doing my beach walks. And um, just we have a just kind of through the neighborhood, there's a uh, like a path. So depending on how much time I have, usually in the on the weekends, I'll do my hour beach walk. But I have, you know, like uh, 20 minutes to fit in a, a walk during during the day or at the end of the day, a 40 minute walk. Then I can I can choose wh- where I want to go um, through the through the forest or um, just on the walking path. So that is one of my big um, one things that I love to do, um, just going to the beach uh, in the summertime, or even when it's still like fall this time, my husband and I'll pack a, we'll pack a picnic lunch or a picnic dinner, and we'll go to the beach and sit uh, at the beach and just look at that beautiful water, um, because that is very calming and, um, and very restorative. Um, I'm a reader, I really, really read a lot, uh, <laughs> a lot, and a lot. And um other than that, I probably don't have any extra things that I do. I have three children who are all grown and um, two of my children, well, they, all three of them don't live near me. My my youngest daughter does live in Vancouver, so she's not too far away. The other two, uh, my son lives in Edmonton, my daughter's down in uh, Montreal. So we keep in touch by Zoom and, you know, um, phone calls and texting and um, Instagram. <laughs> So that's always good to keep to keep in touch with them. I have a sister who lives here near me, so we get together. Where the there was just the two of us in our family, and our parents right. passed away. So we are we're our family. family yeah. So we we see each other a lot. Um. So yeah. Um. So you I'm, have you have a very full life with family and you know, looking after yourself with your self care. I love the idea of walking on the beach or through the forest because there's so much healing power Mm. in 
being in nature and just getting out and breathing that fresh air. And in your case, the salt air from the ocean mm-hmm. and, and being able to do that for yourself to continue to look after your own physical health, emotional health, mental health, so that you can show up and serve others. So absolutely, absolutely beautiful. And what advice do you have to offer listeners as we start to move towards wrapping up the show? Well, I think I'll just um, say again, what I said a bit earlier, be curious, you know, if something's not, if you're not feeling something is right in your body physically, do some research, find out why, if, if, if emotionally or mentally, you're not feeling a hundred percent and you're not, not feeling happy, do some research, find out what's happening, why, what's going on. It could be something that's physical, that's, that's um, affecting your mental and emotional health. That would always be good to know and find out what that would be. Um, Just ask questions. Mm. (laughs) Always ask questions. Always be curious about why is this uh, happening or where did this come from? Um, my many of my questions, I guess, to my parents when they couldn't answer me was, "Okay, I'm feeling like this. <laughs> so, why am I feeling like this? Or why did this happen?" Uh, so, yeah, you just be just you want to be always wondering. I well, wonder I think is amazing. I think that takes us into a whole another realm of just being in in the aura of wonder yes Um, that certainly makes me happy when I see when I see something that just touches my heart um and I'm like oh my goodness (laughs) and remember that childlike wonderment which also is such a great feeling and we don't often allow ourselves to go back there as adults however it can be very very beneficial in coming to your own answers about what's going on inside of you and in your own life and I love the idea of being curious and that definitely led me to my path as well, because I kept asking my doctor, but why, why do I have these symptoms? Don't just give me another drug. I want to know why I have them because then if I know why I can do something about it to make them go away. And when I couldn't get those answers, that's when I kept looking for them and found holistic health. And that's where I started finding my answers. And so what I just want to add to that about being curious and wonderment is know that you have the right to seek more information, get second opinions. If you're being told one thing and it doesn't sit right with you and it doesn't feel right, keep looking for what does sit with you and what feels right. So. Absolutely. Um, And, uh, you know, I think we're of that generation where we uh, will, will second guess, will second guess or will ask well, when we're not feeling that something isn't right with us, whether um, it's something the doctor is saying that we should do. I have my doctor telling me all the time I should take this medication for whatever reason. And I'm like, nope, not happening because I'm not going to take it because I don't want the side effects. Um, But that was me being very, very strong in my opinion. People need to do what you're saying. They need to be curious and they did ask the questions because you need to be strong in your opinion about your own body. So that's what um, definitely, I think that's for sure very important. And it's funny that we're even having this conversation because I saw a meme yesterday of somebody sitting in a doctor's office, reading a sign on the wall in the doctor's office that says, warning, patient will be charged extra for annoying the doctor with any self-diagnosis gotten off the internet. 
which is funny. However, I believe every relationship with a practitioner is a partnership. And because you've lived in your body your entire life, you know when something is off and you may have already figured out what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so the doctor should be open to you saying what's going on as opposed to them just telling you. Yeah, they're, they've been um, they've been schooled for many years to tell us what we need to do, <laughs> rather than it being a collaborative relationship. Exactly, exactly, and, and so that's I- what I think is really important. Um, so I know, um, you know, other uh, other physicians like naturopathic doctors are more inclined to have a collaborative relationship with you, um, and not to say that some of you know mainstream medical doctors. Um, won't either. Uh, some of the ones that are very forward thinking um, will. Yes. Um, I haven't, that hasn't personally been been my experience. So I just don't bother asking any more questions of them. Um, right. Because I know what the answer will be and I don't like the answer. <laughs> and I love that you say strong and what's true to yourself and, and say, no, I'm not taking this drug that you think that I should be on, et cetera, et cetera. And and I think sometimes, too, what happens, I mean, you know, giving the doctors a little bit of, um, you know, they're only schooled on a certain level. Exactly. And and their information around medication, I I don't, you know, is very limited, very, very limited. Um, I had a cousin who was a pharmacist. She knew way more about medication than than, than the, the medical doctors did. And I th- and we need to, um, I, again, be curious about, well, how, what are the side effects of this particular medication and how could that impact my other physical health? So I'm trying to release this pain, let's say. Right. I'm trying, I'm trying to find out why I have this pain in my hip or my knee or whatever, wherever it might be. But if you're just going to ask me to take Tylenol, um, or a medication that I can do research and find out is going to release the lining of my or damage the lining of my stomach. Um, that is not something that I want to do. So yeah, we have to just you have to be your own little sometimes your own, your own little MD. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, and that's where second opinions can be very, very helpful. Is sure get one opinion and then see what someone else has to say and ask: Is there another way? Which is all coming back to getting curious. Getting curious, yeah. Ask you, those questions. Exactly. So, and to your point, medical doctors are fabulous people. They go into their industry in order to help people. However, the system has them in a box within which they can operate. And the biggest problem is they only get, you know, seven to 15 minutes with you, which is a very short amount of time for them to be able to provide that extra level of care. Whereas naturopathic doctors and other holistic healers give you an hour. And that's Mm -hmm. a huge Mm -hmm. difference where they can learn so much more about you in order to be able to work with you to get to the root cause. And my, yes, exactly. You took the words right out of my my mouth. My, um, my experience is with, um, holistic practitioners and in the naturopathic world is they get to the root cause. Yes. Like, why do you have that anxiety? Why are you not sleeping? Why do you have that pain? So it's not just prescribing something to um, to to release it momentarily, but right. really find out finding out why. Why right. is that happening in your body physically? Yes. Yeah. And they can do yeah. that because they have that extra time. 
Yeah. Yes. So um, I always love to ask my guests, what does don't wait for your wake up call mean to you? Oh, I love that question. Uh, I, for, to me, it means be aware, be aware of what's going on in my body, be aware of what's going on in my emotions, be aware of what's going on in mentally for me. So I don't want to wake up to my wake up call, um, whether it's physical, emotional or mental or spiritual. I don't want a wake up call to be telling me there's something wrong with right. So I'm going to do the preventative as much preventative um, systems, uh, modalities, whatever I can do to put in my life so that I'm not um, the wake up call isn't waking me up. It's beautiful. And we absolutely can do that. And there's so many modalities now available to us. So how can someone get hold of you if they would like to work with you? Uh, so my company is vibrationalhealing.ca. I have a website and uh, my email is permelia at uh, vibrationalhealing.ca. And just contact me um, and uh, we can set up a time if you'd like to know a little bit more about um, the emotion code and the body code, I'm happy to do a 15 to 20 minute information session just to explain it in more detail so that you really understand what's happening in the session and how we go about doing that. Um, I, I always like to do that for people. So that's, um, that's something definitely that I, I offer to your audience. Um, and again, they can book that um, with my on uh, through my email address. Yeah. Thank you. That's a beautiful offer. I really appreciate it. And is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience? Any last tips or words of advice as we round out this wonderful interview? Well, I just want to say thank you again, Melissa. Um, I know you and I have known each other for a few years now, and we always um, are. I, I admire you and what you you are doing, and I know you always tell me how much you appreciate what I am doing. So I, I just so. I just say, you know, let's heal the world. Let's let's do what we can do to support people that are in pain, regardless of what that might look like, and let's. Let's make the world a better place by making people healthy. I love that. It's definitely my mission and I know it's yours. And so I'm excited to continue on this path. And to the audience, if you know someone that needs to hear this interview with Permelia today, please share it with them so that they know there's options in their healing journey. And thank you as always for tuning in to the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. Thank you for being my guest today, Permelia. I love your energy. I do love the work that you do and for just bringing your beautiful, big, bright smile and oods, oodles and oodles of happiness to the show. So thank you again thank you, for your Melissa. time. Thank you for investing this time with me on the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app and let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.